Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, and today we have with us Micah Logan. Blending the dynamicism of an entrepreneur with the strategic acumen of an executive, Micah stands as a beacon in the world of business, boasting over 16 years of transformative leadership and innovation. His journey, marked by awards and notable achievements, paints a vivid picture of a trailblazer dedicated to pushing boundaries. Micah has demonstrated mastery of the multifaceted realms of market dynamics, strategic negotiations, and organizational leadership as the driving entrepreneurial force behind MELD Fitness and Wellness, Micah's vision took root. Under his guidance, what began as a single retail outlet burgeoned into a network of four thriving locations, strategic initiatives for fruit in the form of a remarkable result of 5% over 12, 12 years and an unwavering customer retention rate between 94 and 96.5%, which is quite remarkable. I don't know that I've heard of a retention rate like that with anybody in any field. As a strategic advisor and executive for Hush Frame, Micah showed a different side of his expertise. Helping launch a go-to market product here, his strategic interventions catalyzed a staggering 812% revenue spike over just 36 months. His strategic prowess did not stop there, securing pivotal national and international distribution deals. Micah formed impactful partnerships, including collaboration with a Fortune 50 big box retailer. Yet, Micah's influence permeates beyond his ventures. His roles converged to form a leader deeply embedded in growth, change, and relentless innovation. Micah Logan's BOP method, standing for Blueprint, Optimize, and Position, is a revolutionary business coaching framework that distills the essence of large firm success into actionable steps for small businesses. Welcome to the show, Micah. Glad to be here. Thank you so much, Barbara, for having me. How did you get involved in this to begin with, Micah? The coaching, specifically? Yes. Yeah, so over the years, while running my companies, I've had people come up to me, reach out to me from around the country and ask for advice. I used to travel to conferences, speak at conferences, business conferences in my industry and others. And um, people would always ask me about certain business topics and action items and strategic operations questions and th just things generally to help their small business. And so one of the things that I did was I decided to 
start maybe helping when I could at the time, a few businesses. And I started seeing that when the businesses would implement some of the advice I would give them, they would see success and they would come back and then I would give them some more advice and then they would see success again. And it was one of those, it was like a, a tennis match, right? It would go back and forth. And so ultimately I decided that I wanted to create a framework. I identified that small businesses in general needed a specific framework to operate in. And so based off all of my previous experience, uh, both in business and of course, traveling the, the country, learning from experts and going to conferences and just developing and listening to frameworks that have worked and that have made millions of dollars in firms, that these small businesses needed to think about problems in a specific way, create solutions, learn, understand how to create solutions for those problems, and then how to implement those problems readily, either that same day or the next day. When a business owner first approaches you with concerns about their operations, mm -hmm. what are some immediate signs you look for that indicate inefficiencies? That's a great question. So one of the first signs that indicate inefficiencies are how their website looks, how it's presented to the public. And believe it or not, I'll ask a business what they do. And then I'll look at their website to see if the brand promise actually matches what they say they do. And if it's disjointed, then I tell them we have a messaging, we have a messaging problem here. You're, you say that you deliver this, but your website communicates something completely differently that's broken. So that typically, believe it or not, as simple as that is, it typically signals an issue for for me that there's bigger problems in the in the business. Can you give us an example of a company you've worked with where identifying and addressing inefficiencies led to significant growth or transformation? I can. One example that comes to mind, you know, very quickly is the company that I work with Hushframe before they I was brought in. One of the things that they had no process for financial reporting. Everything was scattered and random. There was no process for on bringing online distri distribution. There was no go to market. The product existed in the marketplace, but there was no real specific direction on how to actually market the product and who to actually go to that made sense to market it. There were there was no structure with how the company operated by fulfilling orders no inventory. There was no supply chain that was fully intact. There were a lot of issues that were like scattered. So the first thing that we did was we created an outline um, of what the company said that they were going to do in the marketplace and what they wanted to be and why they thought that people hired their product and what, they, what their product was hired for in the marketplace. And then we started working backwards. So how do we deliver what the product hires your company to do? So your company is hired to provide this product to builders so that they can build businesses that are uh, build buildings that are quiet. Okay, how do we make sure that we deliver on this every single time, and how do we get it into their hands? And so we reverse engineered that, and then one of the things I did was I started putting together the framework using BOP on every single issue in the business, and then that kind of led to some of that substantial 812% growth or going from about $30,000 to almost $400,000 in 36 months. Can you refresh your memory on what BOP stands for and what that method is all about and also how businesses can actually benefit by it? Yes, BOP stands for uh, Blueprint Optimized uh, Position. And the BOP method is a framework that small businesses use or can use to help 
solve issues from ideation to actual implementation. And one of the things that my coaching is all about is actual implementation and not implementing and not implementing and not the theories of implementation of how these should work with the business. Blueprint optimized position. So the, it starts with the blueprint, which is laying the foundation of whatever the problem set is and whatever the challenges that the business needs to actually understand and understanding what the problem is and then optimizing that problem. So once you understand and you brainstorm the ideas of what the problem are, then you then have to optimize solutions for those problems. You have to identify gaps that your firm has in between what it could possibly be and how it's supposed to deliver from where it currently is right now. And then you optimize solutions within that framework. And of course, depending on the problem set, there are, uh, my courses have guidance on how to actually do that, whether it's goal setting, whether it's sales or marketing. And then position is the last part of the BOP, which is when you take those optimized solutions and then you start to build them into the business and you help to train people who will implement the solutions for the problem. So that could be employees, that could be the uh, customers, it could be uh, logistics, it could be operations, it could be sales, it could be training. Whatever your staff is deficient in, position helps to put it into force in the business. What are the most common pitfalls small businesses fall into that hinder their ability to grow? And how can these be preemptively addressed? So that's a good question. So one of the most common things that or the common reasons why businesses don't grow, in my opinion, is because they don't know why people hire them. They don't know what job people hire them to do. And they don't have systems to back up the, what they promise the public that they will do. So let me just give you an example. There was a, a professor at Harvard Business School who's now passed named Clayton Christensen. Clayton Christensen came up with the essentially marketing topic, the job that needs to be done in a white paper that was entitled Marketing Malpractice. And in that paper, what he mentioned was that businesses need to understand why people hire them and what job they hire them for. Now, whether you're a product or a service, your company can be hired to do a specific job. Let me give you an example. One example is that is if you are a ice cream shop, you may say, why do people come and buy ice cream? Is it just because they like ice cream? Maybe. Some people just like ice cream. But if you're an ice cream shop in a community, you're providing ice cream to kids and their families. You are providing ice cream for first dates. You're providing ice cream for schools and their ball games and supporting the PTO. So really what you're doing is your ice cream is a way to connect community to life events or memories. And so why do people get ice cream? Because they never forget what it was like to get ice cream. They remember getting the ice cream floats with their fathers or their mothers. They remember what it's like when they had ice cream on a hot summer day and there's nothing like it. It sticks in their memory. So one of the issues that small businesses have is that they don't understand the job that people hire them to do. They believe sometimes that just them providing the service or the product is enough, but that's not near, near enough for them to actually move the needle, not in my opinion. I never really thought of a delicious commodity like ice cream and why we all love to get it, it actually has a, a deep philosophical meaning behind it. That's uh, definitely a new way of looking at it. I don't think I'll ever take a look at my mint chocolate chip the same way again. 
it's funny because if I were to say to you, Barbara, name me a time when you got mad at someone when you were young at school. You may not remember it. But if I said, Barbara, name me a time when you had ice cream and what the ice cream was centered around, you'd probably be able to do it. You'd probably be able to say, Micah, I remember I was eating ice cream, but here were the events surrounding this moment of eating ice cream. That is the job that the ice cream shop essentially is people are hiring them for. And that's what businesses need to focus on. And because they don't understand what job they need to be done, they don't communicate their branding message the the correct way, and then they don't implement systems to support that brand message. Beyond just financial success, how can implementing effective systems impact the culture, employee satisfaction, and long-term vision of a company? So in my opinion, one of the main reasons why employees leave a company is because they don't see a path for growth and they're not being rewarded by what they do or they're frustrated with how the company is being run. And so systems help an employee to mitigate frustration because they always know what to do for the most part. And a, a good company has, a good small business has the ability to balance two things. Ownership of a, a, a issue that employee can manage with the guidelines for how they manage this issue and letting them use their discernment with how to handle this issue and couple that with giving them the ownership of doing it. A good system and process allows for guidelines, but also allows the flexibility for employees to be able to deal with those issues. But also having systems and processes in the business help to promote good training within the employees, but also to it helps the managers to help chart the course for the employees in the future. How can I get, okay, you make $50,000 right now. You want to get the 75. How do I get the 75? Let me show you. So a good system or process helps to outline how a person can go from 50 to 75. Let me show you what you have to do to get there. There's two ways. You either get another certification, you get more education so that you can bring your pay rate up. Um, and, and these are the jobs that you can get once you have those things. Um, or these are the things that you need to do in your job to become more efficient so that you earn more money, increasing your bonuses so that you also can earn more money to get to that. But a good system and process helps to keep employees happy and less frustrated. It also helps to chart the course of the business and it helps to promote a consistent response to issues when they come up. Things like public is unhappy with the choice that was made. There's a shift in the marketplace there's a shift in marketing taste in messaging. How do you deal with those shifts in the business landscape? Systems and processes help guide that ship to success, and they help you to implement tested ideas and to make them scalable across the board. Our health professional listeners out there who have seen drastically reduced reimbursement rates while escalating expenses have all thought about what else they could sell in terms of products or services beyond their like medical health that they're providing for their uh, patients. And what is the single most important piece of advice you'd give them regarding setting up the business side uh, of their uh, medical practice for success? Yeah, so that's an excellent question. And I actually, this is one that's actually closer to me because I was in the health and wellness industry for a couple of decades before I just sold my firm last month. One of the things in the medical industry that, that we don't see enough of 
is we see discussions around the margins about preventative medicine, preventative health, and how you can mitigate some issues. But we know statistically that something like 80% of disease out there is lifestyle disease, and then 80% of those are preventable. So there is a big market for medical professionals to be involved in actually taking the lead and or working with health and wellness professionals to get this done. I think that the future in integrative medicine, where you bring in someone in the wellness space to the medical space and actually delivering a, a higher level uh, patient experience is going to be a game changer for the future. So medical professionals who have, for instance, a stomach to actually work with wellness professionals and package it together to form a service that actually speaks to uh, preventative medicine and maintenance medicine. And then, of course, there's obviously things that come up that have to be addressed by the medical professional. But having the foresight to be able to future-proof your business by offering services, recovery services, people like hydration, they like drip therapy, there's franchises being made. But these are easily things that independent uh, medical businesses could actually implement in their businesses to actually make more money. Membership-based for instance, membership-based IV drip therapy with nutrients are something that is a fairly easy way for them to supply stock um, and actually provide services as a preventative service for their patients. And they can build membership packages around that to actually keep their, their customers coming back. So that's an idea, I believe, for the medical professionals. Yeah, that's a very good idea. There are several plastic surgeons or dermatologists that are doing it now, setting up packages where people can choose within a package how many times they're going to come in for a Botox, how many times they're going to come in for lip fillers and other anti-aging uh, processes all within the same packages. So yep. there's a lot of options to choose from, and you're giving the patient the decision as to which ones they're going to take so that they can feel that they're in control and it's it's a, a lot more alluring. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I think that this is out of the box, but think about this. We, medical professionals often say to their patients with whom they have issues with nutrition compliance, things like, hey, I think that you should see a dietitian and you should try to change your diet so that you can bring your A1C. And they try to get the patient to, to come into physical compliance. But if they, for instance, were to have readily available smoothies, if they were to partner with meal planning companies um, that have these meal plans and they can sell them to their patients, um, if they had a smoothie station at their office um, and then they can package these things into product or service-based offerings, Again, bring in maybe personal trainers where they have another suite where their personal trainer can operate and work with these individuals. The more you can get away from relying on insurance companies and you can create a boutique experience that that people can will pay cash for, I think that you can drive millions more dollars into your practice. Absolutely. And I love the idea of having the shakes in the office. It's uh, something that I probably would want to taste. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, there are firms out there who will build these They'll build these smoothies offerings for these medical facilities. You get your health license from the local municipality, which doesn't take that long. And then once you do, there's firms that will come out, show you how to operate it. They'll get it set up for you. They'll ensure that your staff and everyone that you hire gets served safe certified so that they know how to deliver it in a way that's effective for the patients. But then again, 
regular recurring memberships that they can sell. If they can start thinking about recurring revenue and cash, getting deposit on a regular basis, then they're going to be they're going to be on, a, on the right track. And of course, implementing that is you just have to think out the box in order to implement it, but you can do it. Uh, I understand that you have something called Common Sense University. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So Common Sense University is my uh, flagship small business education platform. And what I do there is I teach courses like the BOP Implementer course. And the BOP Implementer course, say that 10 times fast, is what I was just talking about earlier with the Blueprint Optimized Position. But I teach broadly that's one course in, in Common Sense University, but I teach broadly different aspects of small business and how a small business owner, whether they're a medical professional, whether they are a service provider in home services, how to run their businesses effectively by implementing systems processes, how to create a brand promise, how to create a mission and value, how to create systems behind those, not to deliver it. And one of the courses, for instance, in Common Sense University is the BOP implementer, like we talked about. The other courses that I'm building right now is called Pitch Perfect. So that a business owner can learn how to create an elevator pitch for their business. They can speak about it. It's almost like public speaking, so they can learn how to actually present it publicly to investors, to people who want to actually hear more about their business. I'm actually going to be building a course on cash flow management. And every course that I put in there is vetted by an industry professional who has experience in this particular realm. I had a global risk expert, for instance, and the BOP implemented course approved the risk management strategies that we have in that course. And uh, the cash flow management course, I'll be working with cash flow management experts to put that in there. And so there will be different kinds of courses that business owners can actually get for a lower cost than hiring someone who is 30, 40, 50, $60,000 a month, some kind of consultant to implement in their business. That's the big gap between large businesses and small businesses are that large businesses tend to hire people like me to come in and do this stuff for about $100,000 a month. I wanted to, 99.9% .9 of small businesses in the US are small businesses. I wanted to provide a solution for small businesses to be able to grow and build and scale, but based on having rock solid fundamentals so that they can turn their businesses into income producing assets. A business should be an asset. It shouldn't be a job. And I teach in small and common sense university, small businesses, how to turn their businesses into income producing assets. So on the pitch perfect course, you don't have anybody that needs to sing. <laughs> you don't have to be, so you don't have to be pitch perfect, but your pitch has to hit just right for people who are listening to it. That's all. That's right. That's great. I really enjoyed our session today. This has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. <laughs> <laughs>